Welcome to Building a Life of Prayer with Pastor David Beatty of River Oaks Community Church, taking you through the prayers of the Bible so that you can grow in your confidence and enjoyment of prayer. Thank you for joining me today as we're talking about building lives of prayer, building our prayer lives. We've been looking at Jesus' very foundational teaching on prayer in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 6. The passage we're considering is sometimes called the Lord's Prayer, though many refer to it as the Disciples' Prayer, since Jesus is really teaching his followers how to pray. And he tells us to begin praying like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. We've looked at the importance of having a relationship with God whereby we can call him our Father because of our faith in Jesus Christ, God's Son. And we've also considered the importance of approaching God with reverence. That's what it means to hallow his name. To hallow means to regard as holy or to reverence. Jesus then calls us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we've considered the importance of praying for God's will to be done in all areas of our own lives, the lives of others, our churches, our neighborhoods, our community, and our nation. But someone may raise the question, if something is God's will, why do we need to pray for it? to be done. Isn't God sovereign? Isn't he in control over everything? Isn't he all powerful? Why do we need to pray for God's will to be done? I'd like to suggest three reasons that we pray for God's will to be done. Number one is this. When we pray for God's will to be done in our lives, especially, we are aligning our own will with God's will. The best example of this I can think of in Scripture is the example of Jesus himself. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 26, Jesus is praying in the Garden of Gethsemane because he's about to go to the cross. And he says, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Jesus was facing something incredibly difficult. He would bear the sin, the judgment of the world upon himself, and he is submitting his will to the will of the Father. If possible, let this cup pass. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will. Not as I will, but as you will. He's aligning his will with God's will. And the same is true for us. When we pray for God's will to be done in our lives, we should pray that prayer with the willingness for God to do his will, even if it's something that we would not choose for ourselves. Secondly, when we pray for God's will to be done in our lives, we are strengthened for the doing of God's will. In the Gospel of Luke, chapter 22, and verse 41, where Jesus is praying uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane, we have these words that don't appear in the Gospel of Matthew as he prays, Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Luke 22 and verse 43 says, And there appeared to him an angel from heaven strengthening him in his surrender to the Father's will, Christ is being strengthened with power. So when we pray for God's will to be done, especially in our own lives, we're aligning our will with the will of God. 
we're coming to God who strengthens us for the doing of His will. And then thirdly, when we pray for God's will to be done, whether it's in our lives or the lives of others, we have the privilege, the great, great privilege of partnering with God in His kingdom work. When we come to God through faith in Jesus, we are adopted into his family, and then God gives us significant roles in the family business, the spreading of the kingdom of God. Praying for God's will to be done aligns us, it strengthens us, and it lets us partner with God in the all-important work of his kingdom.